Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, December 8th, 2023. Of course, I am Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning. How you doing? I'm feeling great. Yeah? Yeah, how are you? I've been better. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been better. Totally lost my voice last night and it's the type of like voice loss that hurts. Oh, <laughs> you know no, that's I mean? unfortunate. It's very, very sore because not only did we react to the Game Wars last night and I was hooting and hollering. Oh, yeah. We, we were all hooting we, and there, hollering. There was a lot here. going on. Uh, it was Gia's holiday party afterwards. Yeah, I, I heard of... As I was in the lab kind of setting up what's going to happen with our stream afterwards today, I wanted to kind of get ahead of that. I heard you on the phone saying, should I go? Well, okay, I look kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty, I was like, I, this. what I'm wearing works for the Game of right. Live reactions. Right, too. right, right. So I want to be seen in public, not necessarily. But you know what? Work? I'm glad I did. I got so many compliments. Yeah. She's like, you're walking in here like the goddamn mayor. She was like, why did every single person? She's like, I don't even know the people. The CEO of her company came up to me and started talking. I was like, yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah, I thought you looked great. Because again, it's not like you were, that. you weren't going to like a gathering at a, at a, Food restaurant, a food yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I didn't know. I, I was like, Holiday am I overdressed? Perfect. Am I underdressed? Like, where, where am right, I? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But it ended up being fine. But anyways, I appreciate y'all's patience as we try to get through this yeah. episode. Yeah, we'll be tag teaming some stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's gonna, it's gonna be a big one today. Uh, this is Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we talk about video game news and all that you need to know. Of course, you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Um, you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there for you. Uh, if you wanted to go above and beyond, though, patreon.com slash kindoffunny is where you're going to want to go. Uh, just like our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining, they get the shows ad-free. They get to watch a bunch of them live as we record it. They get a bunch of bonus content. It's fantastic over there on Patreon. Uh, today's stories include the Game Awards winners, the Game Awards announcements, and more. Very Game Awards recap day. Um, if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, you can watch the VODs later on all the places I was talking about earlier. A little housekeeping for you. Our Game Awards reactions are up. So if you want to watch us react to everything as it happens, you can check all those out. Uh, out at youtube.com slash kind of funny games and later today uh bless and janet are doing a kind of funny meetup during the game awards it's going down after the giant bomb live show tomorrow damn yeah i got i'm so messed up on what days are <laughs> like, obviously today's not saturday yeah. why does it feel like it is um live show on saturday from 3 to 4 30 at the carl strauss brewery come through a gta that. reveal really screwed us up huh? yeah yeah exactly um and today we're brought to you by shady rays and x real but we'll tell you all about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper reports. We got three stories today, but like it's more than that. Just a lot of things. A baker's dozen. 
We're going to start with the big winners of the Game Awards. After I do one really quick thing. Talk for a second, Andy. <laughs> I think uh, I, the thing that Tim is going to do is either correct something or clear his throat. Maybe take about five or ten lozenges. Uh, Game Awards was a blast last night. And uh, not perfect, though. And we're going to get into that as well. I'm sure Jeff has seen a lot of feedback. <laughs> uh, a lot of feedback that is very necessary. And on the flip side of things, I don't think we got to get really mean-spirited with it. <laughs> we can be normal human beings and uh, let Jeff know how we feel about how it didn't really feel like a celebration of the industry, especially in one of the worst years that we've ever experienced in, uh, in terms of job loss and things like that. So we'll get all into that right now. Tim, did you do the thing? I, I did the thing, Barrett. I slacked. I slack control something. Um, so yeah, we'll get into it here. Um, the this is coming from IGN's uh, wrap up of everything from Adam Bankhurst here, uh, saying the Game Awards 2023 has ended, but not before it treated us to a celebration of the past and future of the world of gaming. While the Game Awards was filled with big reveals and news about upcoming games, it was it also obviously honored the incredible games and developers from the past year. Uh, not only did Baldur's Gate 3 win Game of the Year and Shadow Drop its Xbox version. So y'all can check that out now. Uh, but it but also, again, that didn't happen. I wish that happened. In the I game. know. Like that, that was yeah. like, I hate when things like that happen. Mm -hmm. When there's like a big moment and it's like then a little bit of news comes out after. I'm like, that's important news. Yeah, Sony puts out that blog later on. And they have the release date in there. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, again, we'll talk about it throughout the show. But uh, I think the plan was to talk about it. Uh, but because, you know, devs are getting a 30-second countdown with a wrap it up immediately, um, it, was, it, it fell to the wayside. I disagree with that. I think that if there was an announcement, that would have been its own standalone thing. Like when the other devs were like, hey, by the way, we have DLC coming. I don't know if that, like, that's not like an official thing. I feel like the, the Baldur's Gate thing needs to be an official thing mentioned by Keeley after one of the awards is done or one of the awards is given out. Congrats, congrats to all the winners. Baldur's Gate 3 Game of the Year, which is, by the way, available right now on Xbox. Like, I don't think that that's a, a developer getting cut off thing. Uh, so yeah, it won Game of the Year. It also won Best Community Support, Best RPG, Best Multiplayer, and the Player's Voice category, uh, which I don't have right now. <laughs> There's no player voice. I did not win that one. Uh, Alan Wake 2 followed with three wins in the categories of Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, and Best Art Direction. Um, and it goes on from there. Um, we got Best Narrative for, for Alan Wake 2, um, Best Score. Final Fantasy 16, baby. Yeah, baby. Really happy about that. Best audio design, high five rush, getting some love, winning a game award. You'll love to see Can it. Can you imagine, though, Tim? And it felt like it, it was such an easy opportunity to only make you and me happy. Mm -hmm. Is that a, let's do a little Final Fantasy medley? Yeah. Not only just, not only the Final Fantasy 7 remake uh, rebirth stuff. But also a little Throw 16. Throw some 16 Throw in, there. in there. Why not? I just want to accept the truth, you <laughs> That's know? all, man. Uh, best for performance was uh, Neil Newbon from Baldur's Gate 3. Beautiful speech. Um, yeah, really, really, really incredible Watched stuff it there. like three times last night. Got me yeah. real choked up every it's time. It's good, man. And uh, also, he looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. Also, um, somebody else that I don't think we honored enough uh, is the granddaughter of some old gods of Asgard, Melanie Lybird. Uh, Anytime I was like, man, this is a goddess, and this, and this, we need to get, just give her an award. I'm just gonna give her an award right now. The Andes. Yeah, I give like her that. an award. Yeah, that's great. Uh, games for Impact. Chia 
yeah. which was kind of a surprise. That was one of the few categories that none of us predicted the right answer for. Very cool reaction video from the devs as well. Yeah. There's a reaction video of them all watching it in somebody's living room, I guess, and all of them just flipping the hell out. Very, so very cool. cool. So cool. Uh, the best ongoing game was Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which all of us did predict, and a lot of people are upset about because of, like, semantics and stuff but i think it's pretty damn cool congrats I, to cyber i agree yeah uh i think a lot of a lot of the negativity seems to be kind of centered around well all they did was fix the broken game but it's like well they didn't have to and they didn't, went, <laughs> they didn't have to they, they didn't have to they could have like fixed some bugs and just done that and been like all right well now we're moving on to the witcher by cyberpunk but there was a dedication there there was a um going above and beyond what we expected to even see with what Cyberpunk could do. And then that DLC was also pretty damn meaty and amazing. So um, I thought they were well-deserving of it. I feel like the only one snub that we talked about in recent shows was Halo 5 or Halo Infinite not being on there, that that was one of those that I feel like when season five came around and the general sentiment was kind of turning and we, a lot of people were feeling more positive about where it was it was a bit too late in the voting stages. So mm -hmm. um, that's one that I feel like at least should have been in the nominations. But shout out to Fortnite, who's had, a, once again, another amazing year. Fortnite is one of the... the Fortnite, Tim, is like... It's like watching LeBron James play, where you're like, we need to... No 38-year-olds doing this ever. We, mm -hmm. need, like, we need to appreciate it while we have it. Mm -hmm. And five years from now, 10... 50 years, we'll be like, man, Fortnite was just constantly putting out awesome shit, huh? I mean, it's it's pretty pretty wild. It's and easy like, to take it for granted, like, you know? I mean, here's a question for you. I feel like come next year, I think Fortnite is going to be talked about in this category differently than it has been. I feel like they're about to step up with all these games within a game and everything. Like, Fortnite's continuing to kind of redefine what an ongoing game even can be. Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's gotten its awards in the past. So I feel like you want to spread the love. But, I'm going platform. But I feel like at a certain point, does it just come back because they just keep innovating and keep changing the way ongoing games can be? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you because the additions of all these other game modes, even though they've had creative and they've had all of these custom games that people find themselves like whenever, whenever the metaverse is being tossed around is something that... Oh, we're going to live. It's like, well, people do that in Fortnite all the time. People do that in Minecraft. People do that in World of Warcraft. They get online and hang with their friends. Fortnite was already that platform. But I think you're right in that the addition of all of these extra big ass modes. These aren't just, hey, we had to capture the flag. Like this is we're adding this guitar here or whatever rhythm game mode. The Minecraft Lego mode, which I believe I saw uh, Nobel on Twitter tweet that there was 2.1 million concurrent players or yeah. i mean you're saying insane. modes but at what point are they just games yeah no for sure yeah exactly and i think that that's where uh like do do we have to force them into a new category <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, they're just constantly killing it um and yeah I, I think what they're doing there is amazing so shout out to all the devs at epic because your work has not gone unnoticed obviously yeah it's absolutely wild uh, speaking on those the three uh games modes whatever like are you excited to hop into any of them i want to try out the minecraft one but i'm also just more uh, and when i say minecraft i mean the lego one but that's kind of what they're <laughs> going for but i feel more interested in just hopping into the newest season because i still really enjoy no build gameplay i i've always i would play it a lot more if there weren't a lot of other games that i wanted to play you know yeah it just feels good it just feels good and they have a great sense apparently this newer map is 
one of the best ones that they've had since like some of the OG maps. Um, I'm excited to hop back into this newer season of Fortnite, but um, yeah, what about the racing one? I know that you and Barrett were kind of yeah, I'm kind of I'm the rhythm one's the one I'm looking forward right. to most. Like I'm actually gonna jump in and play that. This uh, the racing one. I kind of want to see like reviews. I kind of want to see what people are saying of like, is it holy crap amazing or is it like oh it's pretty good? Because like kart racers to me, I'm like they need to be real primo at this point. It's easy to make a card racer that just doesn't feel worth its time. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it going to be a Nickelodeon card racer or is it going to be like good enough to be like a Hot Wheels where it's like, oh, this does feel good? Yeah. Different but good. I mean, the yeah. thing is, it's Rocket League, right? So yeah. it's like there is also then that other level of both expectation. Uh, well, I guess just expectation, but that works good and bad where it's like if it's not up to snuff, then we're going to be like, uh, but if it is, oh, damn, it's going to feel like Rocket League. That, I mean, I think that mechanic alone of like switching to the upward track uh -huh. seems cool and innovative enough to me that i'm like all right i want to see what this is all about like if they are basing the gameplay around the idea of kind of switching between tracks to gain an advantage and maybe you're you can go on that track but that's going to be tougher because there's more obstacles in the way i like that idea i like having one core mechanic to base your whole game around yeah. and kind of like build out from there and to separate yourself from the countless right. other uh, similar racing games but yeah very very cool um best indie game Sea of Stars. Barrett, what you think about that? Really wish the uh, developers were given time on stage to talk about a game that means a lot to me and probably means a lot to them. That's what I think. But super, super questionable decision. Yeah, two years in a row, too, of uh, Best Independent Game getting uh, uh, awarded like that with uh, indie devs not getting a moment to shine, which is very frustrating. That game means a lot to me. Uh, I was telling Andy last night that there's like a two-hour sequence that is just absolutely dreadful and heavy because you know what it's going to build to and i was just like thinking about that um and just thinking about that team and just like the cool shit that they made with that game um so anyway go play sea of stars it's a fantastic game yeah i saw, I saw a lot of tweets kind of um because you know the, the whole industry seems uh very kind of perplexed by a lot of the decisions and rightfully so i think but I think no more confusing. I think the most confused that I've been was just looking at what got its own stage time. Like I, uh, every award show is going to have the let's rattle off two or three. Like yeah. I feel like we're past the point of ever getting every category announced. That's just kind of the reality. It's not awesome, but that's just it is what it is, right? But it was just kind of interesting to see what got stage time and i feel like whatever was getting stage time was whoever they had celebrities to announce for yeah. like like the um like best adaptation mm -hmm. that doesn't deserve stage time for me like and i and yeah. i wish that the music would have played off fucking what's his face <laughs> anthony mackie because that was just yeah. like not a, that was probably like my least favorite um you see the word cringe being thrown around a lot, and I think it's like a, such an overused word. But that was one where I'm like, all right, Anthony, let's get this shit going, right? But um, like best debut into getting its own category and not independent game was weird to me. The musical composition not getting a category, nor art direction, but other categories getting their own. Uh, all of those just seemed like very questionable decisions. Um, and if not main stage, like just do the the thing that they did for some of the other awards where it's like the winner's already like standing right there and they come on and they talk uh, even if it's just for 30 seconds. I don't know, just to anything, you know? Yeah, I, I was just very kind of confused by what was given that sort of moment to have uh, devs appreciate, uh, devs being appreciated, right? But the 
I think it is a double whammy of you're given the time limit. I think that's like an, an overcorrection to Christopher Judge last 100%. year. Next year will not be like this. There will not be a, a massive, there will not be that stringent of a time limit, I don't think, right? Again, they had 30 seconds without music to talk, and then the music starts at the 30-second mark, and then we'll build and build and build. And who knows how long the tale actually is. I was telling Bear last night in the car, I would have loved for if Sam Lake to challenge that. <laughs> like, yeah. just go on it to see how long he could have gone. But um, it's not only that, but it was the... There were just so many factors that made this the worst year to do this. This is like the one year that you can 100% not get away with a lot of the stuff that was happening when it comes to not only just the time limit, but let's rattle off five awards in a row and not talk about them or whatever. I think that, uh, like, especially this year, with the amount of turmoil that the industry has had, no mention of, of job losses and... On the, I, on, I see the other side of it. I see the, on the business side of it. I see, well, I can't necessarily get combative about job losses and this industry and unionizing all that stuff when you need to play friendly with these publishers to get these announcements. Like, there's so many different politics that are giving us the result that we're getting, but I still think you can bring something up without being combative or mean-spirited about it. Um, and giving devs the time, especially in a year where uh, devs had felt it the hardest with all of these layoffs. Like giving, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, giving them the uh, more than 30 seconds before playing them off. Like, uh, we brought up the Greg speech uh, back from 2015 where he was calling out, like, a specific developer uh, who worked on a game that meant a lot to him and appreciating developers as people because it's people that make the games that we love. And, like, that wouldn't have been able to happen last night. Uh, there's a speech going around uh, right now from the developer of uh, That Dragon Cancer who also had, like, a lot of personal things to say when it came to developing that game. That would not have happened last night. And I think that's just... It, it feels very shallow, especially this year more than most, um, to, to not actually celebrate the developers this year more so than any other just because of it's been a great year for games output, but it's been a terrible year for the games industry. Every day we have layoff stories, and it just it sucks that it culminated in this day near the end of the year. Yeah, when, when Keeley puts out that poll, what did you think of today's show? I think it needs to, there needs to be two polls now. Of like, I think it, this is one of the best shows for announcements. We had so many awesome announcements and so many surprising unannounced games, right? Like, oh, yeah. The amount, of, the amount of games that we saw yesterday that I would have never... It's those unknowns. The, the, those are all these, always the things I'm excited about. Sure, I'm excited to hear about follow-ups to big-ass IP, but it's like, oh, shit, this developer's making this game now? We have the Dead Cells uh, motion twin team Ooh. working on that new game. The new game from Dan Mullins, who made Inscription. There were so many awesome announcements. So I think this is like one of the best year for showing off awesome, amazing games that kind of wowed us. Even like, I don't want to, you know, maybe encourage more of this, but even like a lot of the Nexon stuff, which was clearly ads, there were still a lot of banger ads, right? I, I like, think this was the, the best year for like cutting out the, the fluff of the ads. Yeah, sure. dude. Like, the, and I think... Well, I think there were a lot of games still shown off that were paid to be there. Not yeah. just the interstitials, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like a lot of them were still awesome, which was like really, really cool to see. But on the flip side of it, when it comes to like again, like 
celebrating the industry and this being a celebration of everybody's hard work. I think this was easily the worst year. And if it wasn't, it just seems like it's the worst because of like the yeah. the, the climate that we're in right now with everybody um, being laid off. So I, I, I do trust that Keeley will see all this feedback and um, correct course for next year in some way, just finding a better I mean, balance. I, I, I'm telling you right now, it's just going to, you're going to, he's going to double the, the length. And I think that that solves so many of these problems already. I feel like all that needs to happen is a very clear message to all the nominees. Hey, this is how long you get for they this They got speech. that. Then, then it, I mean, there's, that's an important thing to note, right? But I do think 30 seconds is not enough. Um, but even then it was up to the minute, but they just had 30 seconds. They got the wrap it up was there. And then it started like flashing more as it went on. The music started playing closer to the minute mark. Right. Um, but I feel like 30 seconds is just not enough. Like, yeah. I understand it in theory. I understand like why they decided that, but like, especially non-English speakers, <laughs> when, you're, when you're seeing it like play out last night, it's like, yeah, this this is silly. This is just not yeah. enough time. You got to give them more, but you also need to be realistic about time. And uh, I do think that it was a complete overcorrection based on the Christopher Judge stuff. So, and maybe at least like three to four more acceptance speeches or videos from people. Happen, man, it's just not going to happen. But like this, did this fear this year felt more extreme in that way? That like I could be wrong, but it felt like there were less acceptance speeches this year. And more of, and it, it may just feel more egregious because it felt like this year there were just more back to back to back to back to back to back. Throw that away. All right, you all won. Congratulations. Next, uh, and it was like, it just felt even more like offensive in that way. That yeah. Let's get back to the announcement stuff, which we love. We love the announcements. But I, I do think that there's a better balance to there. Like, we, I think a lot of the issues we've had with Keeley shows is finding the balance and. I think going into yesterday, I was a lot more confident, uh, especially when he tweeted like, hey, announcements are going to be a lot more spread throughout the whole show because usually it's six amazing, mind-blowing things and then a decent amount of a lull and then a couple near the end. And it's always been about like, ah, oh, just play, put that big announcement here in the middle and that would feel like a bit more evened out. But it did feel like this year was definitely skewed a lot more towards like, the, hey, we that's not super great for devs, uh, especially, again, in this climate that we're in right now. Um, I, I feel like a lot of it, the decisions there were based on uh, control of, like, being able to know, like, what is going to happen in the sense of, like, having the the focus on presenters that would come out and announce their game and talk about it longer. Like, there was a lot more of that this year than there's been. And I think that that makes a lot of sense when you think about what Keeley's trying to do here, which is like the future and mm -hmm. like like announce games and like support them over years at all of his different shows. Um, and I think that this year did a great job of that. Like there was the the one guy from uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage, right? Um, the, the Origins. Uh, oh, Origins. Origins. Yeah. And like that was incredible. Like that, yeah. I think is one of the best game awards moments ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I think that that is the direction that that uh, Keeley's been trying to build towards. Um, so. I, I think seeing that type of stuff makes makes a lot of sense. What do you got here? Andy was just like wondering of uh, like comparative of past years of like how much time was actually given on stage for acceptance speeches. Uh, the total amount of time for last night in our 
what the pre-show started at 4.30 and then ended at 8, so three and a half hours. 16 and a half minutes was uh, dedicated to the awards themselves. 20, uh, 12 minutes being just uh, on stage acceptance speeches. 13 awards out of 25 awards, if you don't count like some of the, the pre-show awards that they uh, gave, because I think it was 25 awards when the proper show started. So, And again, don't get me wrong. I love announcements. I like... That is one of the main reasons I come I to mean, these shows. And you don't want, watch Dice. I, I don't watch Dice. You're right. You don't watch Dice, majority of you. <laughs> but here's the thing. Watch it next year. But here's For the reals, thing. Watch it next year. <laughs> but, this, but this show feels like the one that legitimized what these awards are. They brought them into the mainstream. Anything else has always kind of felt ancillary. I know that's going to sound disrespectful, but to me, the Game Awards are like, that. the biggest show, the one that wins that one is like, the one that they, wins that award, and I was show. thinking about this too, uh, uh, like last night and this morning. Of, I, I think the reason that so many people in the industry, like uh, especially like the people who review and cover games, kind of take this a, a little bit personally, is this is the one where all of us come together and we vote collectively as an industry who cover and review games on like what is the game of the year. Um, and so I, I think when it comes to that, that's why it feels weird. If this was a People's Choice Award. Like, sure, make it more of, like, the, like, MTV Awards or whatever. That I get. But there's just something about, like, this being the one where all of us are coming together to vote on this. That's why it feels weird to me. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just think it's more of a hit, hit a better balance. And hopefully, and I think it'll happen next year. I don't, like, I, I have confidence and faith that, the messages will be heard. Um, and again, I, there were some people uh, in my replies last night being like, well, I think they were given a cutoff so they wouldn't talk about the layoffs. I think the devs were given cutoffs. And, and I, I quote tweeted one of them. And I was like, well, usually the people accepting the speeches are like the owners of these studios or the heads. And they're not going to talk about layoffs. Like, <laughs> they're given cutoffs to shorten the time of the show. And that's, or as much as possible, because it's still three hours. Still with, with ridiculously the, Yeah, with long. that pre-show. With that pre-show, it's still a very long show. And, um, and uh, yeah, like maybe Epic, give Keeley more money so he doesn't have to have so many of those. And we can have, like, one less advertisement here or there. And we could, you know, fill that in with, you know... Again, yeah, I tweeted last night, three hours and 39 minutes that we watch, which is a long time. What's an extra 10 minutes for a bit more of the celebration? So it doesn't feel so skewed. Um, but aside from that, I mean, Blade. Holy shit, Tim. Yeah, let's keep going down this. Uh, best mobile game went to Honkai Star Rail. Uh, best community support was Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, best VR, Resident Evil Village. Uh, innovation. Innovation and accessibility was Forza Motorsport. Best action game, Armored Core Armored 6. fucking Core 6, baby! Oh, my God. Uh, best action adventure went to The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, which I think was the only award that it won. Correct. I was still kind of, honestly, I was still kind of surprised that Armored Core 6 won. I don't know why. Like, I just feel like... You think more like uh, people would have uh, pulled for Hi-Fi Rush or something? I think... Yeah, I was just worried, but then I shouldn't be surprised because Sekiro won Game of the Year, so, like, there's definitely enough respect for yeah. the, you know, from software and what they do, but I'm still very, very happy about it. it was, I was super stoked. Uh, Jeff Keighley just tweeted, by the way, I do agree that the music was played too fast for award winners this year, and I asked our team to relax that rule as the show went on. While no one was actually cut off, it's something to address going forward. 
So good. Cool. That's exactly what we want to hear. And at least uh, one or two more uh, people going up there. I think like best independent game is the one that really bummed me out the most. That was the one that I was like, oof, man, not having, not having a, like an independent dev go up there and like, it's, it's one thing to, to take that away from a Sam Lake accepting an award, right? Like, Sam Lake's going to accept a lot of awards on a lot of stages, and it's still, you still want a team that large making a, as massively successful as a product as that, whether it's team at Larian or uh, at, at Remini. Um, but for, like, a small-ass team to, like, that, that, that's so huge for them. And for them not have that moment, I think, like, kind of stunk, and I would love to see both of the independent awards or whatever those versions of them are in the future have uh, those moments on stage. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, so was the tweet just right now? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, best RPG went to Baldur's Gate three. Uh, important to note, Spider-Man two didn't win anything, which is definitely a bummer, but also not a it surprise. It got Spider-Man one, man. It did, man. Did, did Spider-Man one win anything in 2018? I think it got audio. But I could be wrong about that. Okay. Yeah, can you, we can were you all, look that up as I yeah, as I keep I, going I through. Thank you. Yeah, because we were all kind of blown away, and I I'm still blown away by the dual audio tracks of voice acting having two effort mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, tracks. You know, when they're swinging, they sound different. The actors sound different, and they sound like they are going through physical exertion. And I'm still blown away by that. And I feel like if this is the first time that happened, there would be more. You know, you know what needs to happen to him in order to, for the it, there need to be like yeah, more. For, I'm telling you, there need to be more for your considerations. Mm -hmm. The way the Oscars do this a lot, like the you know putting out billboards for your consideration. You know, we want to be nominated. We're we're so and so animation studio. We want to be nominated for this Emmy or whatever. Um, I think like devs just need to put out like some sort of video in a in a much more bigger and marketed way because a lot of people just don't really know the tech and the improvements and a lot of people don't know what to be impressed by. Yeah. And if they were to like, see what, Hey man, we put extra effort into making sure that this, this sounds good. We put extra effort into making sure that these visuals always look good from this. angle. like, if we see little snippets of that stuff being put out, I think on social media, as opposed to just only YouTube where a lot of those videos do go out, but that doesn't really get everybody's eyes on it. Um, I think if, there were efforts there, then more people would know, like I just mentioned, what to be impressed by and go, oh shit, Spider-Man does all of these fucking things, similar to how we feel about a lot of these accessibility awards where we see what Naughty Dog does for The Last of Us and Uncharted. Damn, they should win. Look at all this work they're putting in, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man 2 did not, or Spider-Man 1 did not win anything in 2018 as well. Gotcha. Best audio went to Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, Insomniac. Insomniac, looks like you need a little Dutch in your game. Oh, no, that was Arthur Morgan. Indeed, indeed we do, Arthur. <laughs> That's my Dutch. Uh, best fighting game went to Street Fighter VI. Best family game went to Mario Brothers Wonder. This is one of the, the few things that I'm like, man, Disney Illusion Island deserved this one. <laughs> I, 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 Mario Brothers I was Wonder. pulling for that just for you, too. Th thank you. Yeah. I mean, real talk, like, if you are, if you have a family, you should play <laughs> Disney Illusion Island. It's Go so, hug them. It's so <laughs> damn good, man. The way you sold it, like, uh, that I think, like, people who have kids, like, it, the way you talked about it being, like, baby's first, like, Metroidvania. And it's then the so fact good. that you can play it all together, like, that sounds dope as hell. 
it, dude, it is going to turn so many little kids into Metroidvania fans. Like that alone, I think is impressive. But like, that's just one thing that's great about that game. It's beautiful. It sounds amazing. It's like legitimately fun. It's a fun hundred percent. So much about it's great. Obviously, I love Mario Wonder. I love Mario Wonder. I really do. But it's like, it's not the best family game. Honestly, Tim, I'm just I'm worried about the future, man. Every time I go back home and all my nephews doing is playing Fortnite and Apex, yeah. it's just like I. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I need to get, you know, anytime I try to get him on a single player game, he'll just hop. Although he did beat Pokemon Sword. Oh, okay. yeah. That's like the first game he's ever beaten. Dang. And I was like, well, you know, at, at age six, I beat Mega Man too, but it is what no it is. You know? No big deal. No big deal. Best sports slash racing game was Forza Motorsport. Uh, best sim strategy was Pikmin 4. Uh, shout out to Lakers. Great head. for that. Yeah, great for. For that game, which has largely been kind of undercovered because of everything else coming around it. Um, it's still one that I want to get to. I bought that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I really want to get to it. Uh, I just don't know if I'll be able to this year. Uh, content creator of the year was Iron Mouse. Uh, best multiplayer game was Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, pretty much sweeping, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we get into a lot of the esports stuff. Most anticipated game was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, they also dropped a new trailer for it and debuted the new theme by Nobu Umatsu, which is just like, come on, you motherfuckers. You know what you have, and you are showing it to us. And it looks like Imran Khan is kind of confused by Jesse's appearance as well. Well, so, so that's my oh. thing. I, I was so <laughs> overwhelmed last night. watching like We watched the performance. Then there was a trailer that we watched afterwards, and... I was so caught up in the hype of it all that you're like, it's Jesse. I'm like, that's not Jesse. And it was like Aerith singing, but like Jesse was in another shot last night. I went back and watched it. And I was like, this is the best, best thing ever. I never thought we'd get more Zach or fucking Jesse from remake Andy, but it's happening. I'm just happy for Andy. More I Jesse, just, man. Yeah, I mean, know he loves Jesse. But again, she showed up dead on that one thing that Biggs was showing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many timelines are we dealing with? Or here? maybe she was just like out of town at that moment. Like, <laughs> cross off the Google calendar. Um, and then we got best adaptation went to the last of us. Not a surprise. Uh, player's voice was hundred percent voted by fans and it was Baldur's gate three that won that one. Um, so yeah, that those are the winners. We're going to take a quick word from our sponsor and then we're going to talk about all of the announcements. This episode is brought to you by Xreal. Turn any game you're playing from any console, PC, or handheld into a 130-inch virtual big screen with Xreal AR glasses. Available now at xreal.com and Amazon. Xreal AR glasses usher in the era of wearable displays and are perfect for gaming, watching movies and TV, working at a desk, or checking out augmented reality apps. Xreal AR glasses connect to Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, plug directly into your Steam Deck, ROG Ally, PCs, Macs, iPhone, Android. Do you see where I'm going with this? Kevin Coelho has been playing with the new Xreal Air 2 Pro glasses and unsurprisingly is absolutely obsessed with them. It's awesome. It's the big screen experience experience perfect for using on the go or at home for playing games anywhere on the biggest screen possible. The picture you see is crisp. The built-in speakers give you rich audio. The glasses are lightweight, only two and a half ounces. And because you control where the virtual screen appears, you can rest your head, neck, and shoulders comfortably without getting any of that tech neck you get when you're staring down at screen. You can get your Xreal AR glasses now at xreal.com or Amazon. 
This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope. And that's not all. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com, use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to ShadyRays.com, using code KINDAFUNNY, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're back once again, going to IGN for their recap of all the announcements. This is from Logan Plant. Uh, Capcom announces Monster Hunter Wilds, essentially Monster Hunter World 2, uh, coming 2025. A lot later than I think any of us would have expected. Um, it's going to kick off the sixth generation of Monster Hunter when it launches on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S in 2025. The reveal trailer showed off flying mounts, a desert area, and a bunch of huge monsters. Um, this marks the first new generation of Monster Hunter since World kicked off Gen 5 back in 2018. Um, the last generation of Monster Hunter saw the franchise gain enormous popularity with both World and Rise selling over 10 million units. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You excited for this? I am. I was very surprised by the 2025 <laughs> announcement. That's one that kind of, uh, I think, shocked a lot of us. Uh, given how long it's been since the prior iteration. But I know, you know, the team was still working on Rise as well. And Rise did it really well. Like, a lot of people love Rise even more than what World uh, had to offer. Um, I don't know. I saw a couple of people mentioning that this it seems to be fully open world and not kind of instanced and open zones. Zone. You know, usually you go to, like, large-ass zones and you can kind of explore... But uh, if this is truly like their first time doing a gigantic open world, I think that sounds really damn cool. I am interested to see how that affects other players and how that works. I guess mm. you're just going to another, your friend's sort of giant open world, or maybe you're being summoned to, you know, you can always go help a random stranger on the internet uh, to get more loot or whatever. But um, I, I'm very, very intrigued by the concept, surprised by the date. And also, like, 
visually not too impressed by it right like mm. that that based on what we saw i that doesn't sort of scream current gen only that i would have believed that that was also like a cross-gen sort of release happening you know yeah it what i think is interesting overall about a lot of the announcements last night is we had such a trend towards like shorter turnaround times with release dates or like not even calling a shot on release dates. right uh and i feel like we're reversing that like i feel like getting 2025 dates like we now know gta 6 and monster hunter are both 2025 and like that's pretty rare because i feel like in the last couple of years starfield was the only game that we knew was that far out um and i feel like even with a lot of other release dates like there was a couple announced that like for september next year or things like that i'm like that's weird but um an interesting shift uh next up we got hideo kojima officially reveals his xbox project now titled od uh we finally got the reveal of the long-awaited kojima xbox project the man himself took the stage at the game awards to talk about it jordan peele was also revealed as a collaborator on the project the game features sophia lillis hunter schaefer and udo kier and it's being touted as much more than a game and <laughs> which i do i don't believe at all that, that's my game? weird that's my weird kind of hot take is like i feel like there have been many times where Kojima says that the next thing that he's working on is genre bending. This is going to, I, I feel like it's still going to be a game. Remember when it was like Death Stranding? It's like, maybe we're already playing Death Stranding. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, think it's, I think it's still going to be a game. And um, I did notice, uh, and I put in the Slack uh, last night that uh, people were pointing out that the same door he walked out is the same door from PT, which, which I thought just, was such a cool little... I just got chills of you saying that. Like, yeah. It's just so freaking cool. Like, look at that. Come on. Uh, a couple of tweets I do want to bring up about this as well. Uh, Hideo Kojima tweeted, uh, OD does not stand for Oxygen Destroyer, nor Open the Door, which... I don't know where he got that. I don't yeah. know if any of us were yeah, thinking that. Because uh, it's overdose, <laughs> right? Yeah, I... Like, that's what it was initially kind of like hinted at, right? right? So yeah, it's just I don't think anyone was thinking oxygen destroyer. You know? <laughs> Maybe open the door, sure. But mark I, me down for a wrong prediction, man. I had that wrong. <laughs> I had oxygen destroyer. Uh, and then on the KFGD doc, Barrett, I, I put a, a tweet um, from Madeline Stanley. Actually, um, she last night DM'd me and she was like, "Hey, I got some shit for you for Games Daily." Um, she ran into, or t- she tweeted, "If Flanagan Film is one of the other collaborators on on OD." with Kojima and Jordan Peele, I will pass out. Uh, and Mike Flanagan responded and said, I'm not involved, but I'm very excited to play it. And she says, me too. Hope we see you in the video game space someday because I think it would be epic. And he says, oh, it'll happen. Oh, so, oh, pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Madeline out on the streets reporting. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, look at this. She's on Hot in Your Tales, number one games journalist. <laughs> Jesus. Watch out. All right. Watch out, Andy Cortez. That's awesome as hell. I mean, um, me, you know, being a lifelong Mike Flanagan fan, of course, uh, of all of his shows, of all of his uh, different properties on Netflix, that's that's very cool, and I, I'm not super surprised by it, given the amount of times we've seen him at dinner <laughs> with Kojima, <laughs> but it's still cool nonetheless. Yeah, very very cool. Um, this cast is crazy, man. Hunter Schaefer in a Kojima thing. I'm very stoked on that. Um, really interesting trailer, very Kojima esque. Um, but we, we have to talk about it, Andy. We have to bring up the fact that Greg knew. How did Greg know? How did Greg know? What the fuck? How did Greg... There's always been a very strict kind of funny rule. Mm-hmm. If you have any sort of insight, you do not put it in the predictions. That's the rule. That's a spoiler. That's also cheating. We don't do that. Don't do it. The camera cut to him. It's should, we, mo- should we just play the... Let's play the clip. Let's play, let's the, play clip. the clip. He's going to show a teaser for this 
experiment he was working on, this second project from last year, right? Going to be horror. We've all wanted a horror game for Hideo Kojima. It's in association with Jordan Peele. Oh, oh shit. Oh. 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 God, this guy's bringing it. What you're working on. Oh. Wait, wait. Oh, Greg nailed it! Oh, Greg nailed it! Oh, my God! Greg fucking nailed it! He nailed it! How did Greg know? Everyone, please welcome Jordan Peele! How did Greg know? Kojima behind us. Holy shit! He's watching us. He knew! He knew! It really felt like for this there were so many great tweets uh, of just like nothing encapsulates kind of funny more than this. And it's <laughs> Greg laughing, yeah. seeing the thing that came to with me, Taylor. Real talk, I, I think this is going to go down in history as like it's going to be right up there with like Tim's sister act three just got announced. <laughs> like it, it was just so pitch perfect because the, the beat. The music drops, and me and you look at each other. We realize what happens. We start freaking out, and then when it cuts to Greg, it's just... It, it, it felt like I was, like, I'm being pranked right now. Like, there's no way it's all of these... <laughs> it's bullshit. I'm going to call Greg Miller right now, because we need to get to the bottom of this. It was freaking hysterical. And again, a lot of that, uh, you know, we had some replies being like, yeah, but look, Jordan Peele's always said he's wanted to work on a video game. We had some art, and it's like, okay, cool. Everybody says that. Like, everybody. And Kojima takes photos with everybody on Instagram, and but he doesn't always work with everybody, you know? So it's one thing to say, like, oh, all the evidence was there. Well, there's a lot of evidence for everything, yeah. you know? Still very, very cutting cool. to Greg. <laughs> I don't understand. I wanted them to cut to him, him be looking in the camera, <laughs> like, just staring my ass down. The answers. He's got to be asleep. He's got to be asleep, bro. Come on. Early, <laughs> yeah, they, par night, they partied dude. last night. They partied, dog. Ah, boo. They partied boo. last night. Um, whatever. I'm sure he'll call back at some point. But uh, moving on from there, God of War Ragnarok getting some DLC that's out next week, um, which is pretty pretty damn wild. Awesome announcement. Um, titled Valhalla. It's out next week. It's free. It takes elements of the roguelite genre and infuses it with God of War combat. Coming December 12th, 2023. Um. Really, really, really cool. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that it's not what we kind of expected uh, Ragnarok DLC would be, which is like more like story bits. Um, I think this is to hold people off until the thing drops. Yeah. <clears throat> I still think there will be. You do? I, I think there will be some sort of story DLC in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, something small, because I, I feel like... Um, when, I feel like the Sony under Jim Ryan was more of a let's do more of that thing that people love and that's i feel like that's maybe why we didn't see god of war stuff in the past aside from like new game plus when 2018 came out but i feel like under jim ryan it, there i feel like there were a lot of directives of hey make more of that thing that's really successful and sold a lot of units and um i know that he's gone now but i still do feel like there has been some sort of little side quests here and there nothing too major but n nothing like around a 20 or 30 dollar price point right yeah i i think it's interesting with the timing of last of us part two having a similar mode as well and like I, it, it's not necessarily that bad they're different games they're both massive games and like 
they're both fun games that this mode makes sense for both of them. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's pretty interesting timing that this kind of like undercuts the last of us that they've been building towards and it's coming in January. Right. And, and this, this is, is like, free and this is coming like next in days, yeah. and it's free. It's a free update. Uh, I think it makes sense too. Cause I forgot that in God of War 2018, I forget what area, uh, which realm it was, but there the was towers. A yeah. The, well, not the, um, uh, the towers, but there was essentially like that foggy, like kind of roguelite area um, where you got like all this crazy armor and stuff. So it makes sense that they wanted to do something uh, more along that line. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that like, I wonder if there's something that they wanted in the original game, but they just couldn't like mm. figure out how to integrate it. Um, with Niflheim, the everyone's saying. Yeah, Niflheim. Um, so makes sense. I think, yeah. it, I think it's cool as hell. Like I'm, I think that's an awesome announcement for the game awards to have something that large of a this is a, a gigantic ip and this could have been sony's own announcement but they're gonna have it here you know and uh, and last night I, I pulled a straight up tim getty's bullshit thing when the music was playing and i was like wait a minute this is the original god of war music i was right you were right uh, I, so I did see bear mccree tweet that um so i'm like that's that's fucking cool and also what's wrong with me yeah um, psycho i do think it'll probably lead to some cool story thing well there's enemies from the original games in that trailer even Wait, what? Like the dude with the like helmet on? Hmm. So. NFL player? They got <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. They got football player? No, no, no. Oh, that um, guy. No, because, yeah, this guy's from Ragnarok. Hold on. And then the, the Cyclops as well. Oh. Ooh. So I think this might cool. lead to some interesting, like, uh, uh, jumping realms thing or jumping a again between, like, one uh, mythology to another. Especially for getting enemy shit. Yeah. Very that cool. Guy. Right? Uh, I think this guy was from 2018 in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, the Cyclops, for sure. Like, huh. It's cool, though. It's yeah. cool. But yeah, the, the music stuff, my, oh, I love that. Like, good, yep. good for you, Bear McCreary. Um, next up. Whew, 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 Blade. Blade from Arcane Studios. Andy Cortez, how exciting is this? We sat here, we see them walking to that barbershop, and I was like, that's a fucking blade. <laughs> he pulled out a blade, and then they, they delivered. They and did it. The thing I'm really excited about as well is if they commit to the look and style of this, we couldn't see it last night because of where the length that we're sitting from the television screen, but rewatching the trailer several times last night, it's totally going for the halftone Spider-Verse shadows look when you look closely. Oh, really? When you look closely at any of the shading work being done with shadows, you see all the halftone kind of comic book look. And I'm so excited for Arcane to pull this off and just nail it. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, what I'm so excited for about this is that I am not that familiar with Blade. Uh, I haven't seen the movies. I've read a ton of comics that he he's shows the Daywalker, up in, Tim. which is the coolest thing of all time. Apparently, he, he, he's good at ice skating up hills. Oh, right. Yeah, Something he does like say that, that line. Yeah, he does say that line. Triple H is involved. Motherfuckers um, always want to be ice skating up hills, something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited to kind of like, this could be potentially, uh, we'll probably get the movie played first before this. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe there, not, though. There, there's a good chance of that. And I, I think one of the funnier things I saw last night, uh, I think the biggest question is, is it Xbox exclusive? That's like the big conversation right now. I don't think that's a question. It is a question because the, for some unknown reason, they're not just saying it's Xbox exclusive, but at this point, why wouldn't it be? But Destin uh, was tweeting and brought up a good point. Like, why isn't this trailer on the Xbox channel? 
It's still not uploaded there. Yeah, it's just for, uh, Marvel and Entertainment well, right now. They've also not confirmed. Like they've been reached out to and asked if, and they they have but not responded. Why? I don't know. Because I feel like it may not be. I think like there's no way. I think leaving that. I think not being direct with it gives me a, not a whole lot of hope for this being an Xbox exclusive. Because like when Spider Man Insomniac got announced, we knew that that was going to be a PlayStation exclusive from the jump when it was officially announced, right? It's weird that like because this is like a Marvel technically now Xbox partnership. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. Remember how crazy is they put Spider Man only in the Avengers game on PlayStation? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, bro. I, I'm that just, is crazy. I'm baffled that we could be on December eighth, twenty twenty three, and we're still having conversations about these Xbox acquisitions and are games coming out potentially in twenty twenty six? Are they going to be multi platform? It makes no fucking sense to me. Um, I there was a great tweet that I saw last night that I. I kind of just laughed thinking about what the situation would have been because Pete Hines, formerly of Bethesda, now retired, living his best life mm-hmm. on the beaches, sandy beaches of fucking, San Diego. Yeah, exactly. He says, uh, Dinga and Arcane have something special up their sleeves with this game. Their pitch was fire. I was like, man, they, their pitch was like, hey, we made all these other games. We want to make a Blade game. Like, yeah, okay, cool. that's it. That's all I need to fucking hear, right? Um, this is just going to ooze so much style. I want to be able to give him new power. You got to have a teleport power. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You got to, after the cool sort of blink ability in Deathloop, I want something similar to that here. This game is going to be strikingly visual. Like, it's going to be so sick. I think you'll get a blink in, uh, in this game in some way, shape, or form, just because they went from having that in Dishonored to keeping that in Deathloop. So I feel like it's a staple in like their gameplay kind of realm. Uh, the development just started on Blade, so it could be a while until we see it again. Um, but very exciting stuff. This is I we've we've given Marvel Games so many props over the years for committing to the vision of finding talented teams and giving them the right projects. And I think that way more times than not at this point, they have succeeded in that. There have clearly been some bad examples, things like Avengers. Um, but when you look at the Spider-Man's Guardians of the Galaxy, um, even Midnight Suns, right? Like right. So many different jo- Marvel Snap. So many different genres of games that uh, they're finding the right people to make them. Like the creators of Hearthstone made the Marvel card game. That just makes sense, right? You know, uh, Insomniac making a Spider-Man game. Like, it's just it's Arcane great. making their second vampire game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different <laughs> Arcane though. Expected last night. Oh yeah, sure. I was expecting last night like a Redfall remaster, remake, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so Dinga, the lead studio co-director or co-creative director at Arcane, Leon says, "Thank you so much for watching our announcement." And he, the next two quotes are, "Let's do a single-player immersive sim hybrid with all the shit we love." The next quote is, "Okay, and let's make it a Blade game in third person in our own crazy version of Paris." And somehow this fever dream fucking happens. This is surreal. I mean, you got to be just so excited that one of your most trusted studios that at this point, they are one of the studios that you say, go do your thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to kick ass. We know it. We're excited to see the final product, right? Like if I'm if I'm Phil Spencer, everybody at Xbox, I'm like, all right, I'm going like radio silent. I don't want to know updates. I want to just play this game. (laughs) Like what a again, what a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, Then next up. 
Andy, one of my favorite announcements of the show. Sega announces five new games in development, including Jet Set Radio. Sega dropped a huge announcement at the Game Awards, revealing Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, and more. No dates or other information was given, but this is a very exciting moment for longtime Sega fans. That's me, Andy. What a wild moment. I That trailer was pitch fucking perfect everything about it was so awesome it's starting off it's like what is this the sonic sound effects i was like wait a minute is this the super game and i'm still convinced it's the super game <laughs> like because here's the thing like I, there's something about this where I, I don't buy that this is five different games i don't know what that looks like but i it, it's just weird to me like i can't imagine them announcing five fucking games like this i think i, I think I think that you were wrong only because this feels like when Domino's is like, hey, we're changing, we're changing our recipe. Like yeah. we're going all out. Like this, the whole new era thing, this really feels like Sega saying, we're back. We care about these franchises. We're bringing them back in a big way. And what better way than to show you a bunch of these old, fran instead of like just showing maybe only Jet Set off and then talking to maybe Lucy talking about other franchises. That is a statement. Yep. This is them saying, all of these games that you've loved and have been like in our mentions for, uh, you know, talking about, bring, make another one of these games, make another Golden Axe, all that stuff, which is wild Golden Axe King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another, like, I think it's so cool that this seems like, hey, we're, we're dropping the mic right here and just let us cook. Yeah, uh, uh, people in the chat are saying that it's confirmed that they're all separate games. I mean, hey, no matter what, I'm excited we're getting a new Crazy Taxi and it looks awesome. Like, this is just... This do is dream think, shit, man. Do you think Crazy Taxi in and of itself is the super game, Tim? I mean, you know what I mean? I've been thinking that for years. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is weird. And I, I don't know. There's still something about... What is the fucking super game then? If it's not... Crazy Taxi! <laughs> I, yeah, I just... I don't know, man. But like, this is the equivalent of EA just being like... Like, having a little commercial thing. And it's like, EA Sports big and it's like ssx and nba street volume fucking 10 and all yeah. this it's like no this isn't how you do things but thank you for doing it sega thank you uh, well i do think that these genres are all different enough to do it this way yeah and also like these are i imagine not the biggest games they're going to be like smaller things but it still though i what's this gonna look like we'll see do all these actually come out Another good question. Crazy that they didn't send you that little teaser thing. It's like they don't even care about you as a Sega fan. They don't care about me, man. Where's Billy Hatcher? <laughs> uh, Embarks the Finals is available now. The Finals Embarks competitive shooter Shadow Dropped at the Game Awards 2023. It's available to play on PC now. Embark is a studio created by former Battlefield developers, and their first project is the game show, game show shooter where players compete for fame, money, and sponsorships. And speaking of sponsorships... We're doing a sponsored stream of the finals right after this. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. That was a fun little NVIDIA segment. little sponsorship showing off DLSS. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Uh, no Man's Sky developer Hello Games shows off Light No Fire, their next game. Holy hell. Yeah, go for it, Andy. I mean, I, I, tweeted, about, I tweeted a thread last night of a bunch of different games that I'm excited about. I just felt like there was, a, there was enough deserved negativity <laughs> around the awards and announcements that... I just kind of like, I want to celebrate some games that got me really stoked and jazzed and really, really cool to see Sean Murray go up there and give us all like a collective panic attack for him and his own psyche to say like, this is the most ambitious project we have ever worked on. But it, I, I don't think any, I, I think they are a studio that is so well suited to do that now after all of the troubles they've gone through with No Man's Sky, that 
was such a long time ago and they have course corrected in the last three, four years or whatever with all of these DLC drops that they've been doing. The fact that Light No Fire is trying to simulate a real world planet. <laughs> this is a great tweet right here. Okay, Sean, don't overpromise. Just say we've been working on something and show some clips. And Sean Murray goes on stage and says, I'm making Earth. <laughs> he says fuck. He did say fuck. Um, yeah, like, again, this seems way too crazy of a, of a project to do, to have a real-world planet that isn't just um, a procedurally generated thing that largely looks all the same. It's all, like, oh, this is the one with all the purple grass. It's the purple one. That's yeah, the that one. one's got the, the freaking antelope hybrids with hippos or whatever. But the idea that they are trying to make a survival game where you and your friends can exist on a planet and just go discover shit has me so excited. And there's always been something about the design ethos of No Man's Sky that kind of pushed me away because similar to in Starfield, I never wanted to make a base on a planet. I wanted to build my ship. Because I felt like, well, if I'm going to be going to a bunch of places, why am I going to build a home base? And I felt that way about No Man's Sky, where I didn't want to like make a settlement on a planet when you could visit a shit ton of different planets. The idea that this will kind of have your own home base to go back to, while having that Breath of the Wild-like discovery, Tears of the Kingdom-like discovery, where you are just going to different places and seeing the most diverse sort of biomes and landscapes and the fact that this is going to be one gigantic world, Tim. Like, I, I don't know how seamless it'll be. We'll see. Like, again, yeah. he's over-promised stuff a long, long, long time ago. Uh, but I do feel like they are the studio that's best suited for this challenge. Yep. To have all of this procedural check, tech that they've been working on for years and years and years. And yeah, a great reply from Cyberpunk 70, 2077 saying, you can always fix the game later. <laughs> Congrats on the impressive reveal. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's wild. I, I do think, like, him going on stage and saying it's it's ambitious, like, he said that word, and it's like, don't do that. Yeah. You didn't need to do we, that. Yeah, we were like, come on, Sean, we don't got, yeah, you, you know, it, we, we'll still be impressed by it, but I think either way, uh, whatever this is, whenever we get to play it, and the, the fact that we've been working on this for five years, that alone gives me a lot of hope and promise that, We'll see this in maybe two years or whatever, and whatever it's going to be is going to be so much more well-realized than vanilla No Man's Sky. I'm mm -hmm. so excited for whatever the hell it's going to be. And like just the co-op and the crafting, very, very cool. Can I uh, petition that uh, once they start like kind of doing the interview rounds that it needs to be one Kevin, Kevin Coelho who mm -hmm. interviews Sean Murray again? 100%. Thanks. It's a nice little check-in, you, you know? <laughs> Oh, God, what a, what a time, 2016. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 DLC was talked about. Two waves of DLC for 16, Echoes of the Fallen and the Rising Tide. Echoes of the Fallen is out today with new story chapters that take place just before the final battle. Um, and the Rising Tide is coming Lifts spring both. 24 um, <laughs> in Fort Minor. Um, but yeah, very excited about that Rising Tide. We, it's been Hinted at so strongly that we're going to get Leviathan, and now it's confirmed we are. So I'm very excited about all that. Um, can't believe we're about to get, I get to play some stuff like this weekend. <laughs> like, that's wild. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And, you know, we'll see what sort of gaps it fills in, if, if any, or if it's just completely additive and supplementary. But I, I'm stoked to hop back in and yeah. see, uh, hang, yeah. out with my, hang out with my friends, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Very, very cool. Uh, Rise of the Ronin gets a March 2024 release date of March 22nd. And, yeah, another kind of like that was a bit disappointing for me. Just like 
I th- I love the premise alone. I love. I think uh, Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja always have a very good concept of fun combat and uh, you know engaging progression. But it still they they always just kind of have this look to them. Where even though this is a current gen only game, this is not going to be a PS4 uh, and Xbox One. Uh, game this will only be be uh, Series S, X, and PS5. It still always kind of looks lacking visually. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really like show me that this is a a game that needs to be purchased day one. There wasn't anything like overly impressive by it. And as somebody who played through and beat Wo Long this year, had a good time with it. But I don't. I needed more than what we saw. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I needed to be more visually impressed by it because there's so many moments of Wo Long where like God. In certain times of day, this game looks beautiful, and then in certain times of day, this is this looks like the game designers left the shadows off, and like <laughs> it looks very flat in a lot of moments. Well, Andy, you're getting a birthday present next year on your be- beautiful birthday of February oh, no. 16th. Skull and Bones is coming out, Woo! and you can play three days early. Boy. Play three days early if you pre-order it. For all you February 13th uh, birthdays out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little pre-Valentine's Day gift, you know what I mean? What a, I mean, I believe it when I see it, right? I know, we're so close. But, dude, there's just something so comedically perfect about the play it three days early. Yeah. If you're, uh, <laughs> you're it, like, it's, for this game. You could have skipped it for this game. What's really cool to me is that in a two-week period, you're going to be able to play Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and then Skull and Bones. Banger, dude. What a banger February. What a a February. Um, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage is the next game from Life is Strange creator Don't Nod. Um, Looks pretty cool. Coming to PC, Xbox, and PS5 with a story that focuses on friends who reunite after two decades. Greg Miller's going to be extremely excited for that one. Uh, Dragon Ball Sparking Zero gets a proper reveal. Pretty damn cool. It did. Sure did. And I love that the exclamation point is after sparking. Yeah. Why not? Very weird choice. Yeah, I love it though. Uh, Ori developer Moon Studios reveals no rest for the Woo! wicked. Uh, that yeah. looked phenomenal, dude. Again, uh, I, I tweeted last night that it's one of my gaming sins. I never played through the Ori games. I might now. No promises, Tim. No promises. At, at but least God, play the second one. But goddamn, this game just looks like they are striving for. Like I love when devs take that extra leap. Where hey, we impressed the hell out of you with our first couple of games. This is the next big thing we're working on. And it's it's a top-down isometric like action RPG with a sick ass art style. It reminds me so much of the arcane show, just the way the yeah. characters are kind of stylized. It looks just ex- very dark and freaky and awesome looking. There's so many cool moments in this trailer. But again, the, the visuals are kind of what really strike me because it has that look of like a pre-rendered top-down game where every like all the lighting in this game looks freaking phenomenal. All the cast shadows, the god rays coming through everywhere. Like they absolutely killed the presentation on this. Yeah, cool verticality. Like you don't see that a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, it's, like, in it's an interesting like, isometric verticality. Yeah, yeah, very very awesome looking. Uh, Bioware veterans reveal a new RPG called Exodus. Um, the trailer reveal players will take the role of the traveler. Exploring the universe while avoiding enemies known as Celestials. Is that the one that Matthew McConaughey said he was in, but then we didn't hear him in that trailer whatsoever? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it was, this, game, this game, my man, I live in Austin. I was walking by the studios, and I said, shoo, I'd love to be in that game right there. 
And Shinobi tweeted out last night about this game, Shinobi602 on Twitter, tweeted out about it and got me even more excited. I wasn't super impressed by some of the animations I saw in this. It looked like the art was phenomenal, but the, the character running just kind of didn't look super right to me. But Shinobi writes, Exodus is a new story-driven sci-fi RPG with time dilation where uh, if you go to certain, like your family will grow older and, you know, and faster in some cases and different playthroughs may differ. And then says, um, the stories by the Mass Effect writer Drew Carpishin, Carpishin, Bioware and Naughty Dog Vets. You're putting a lot, of, you're putting a team together and doing a lot of, having a lot of elements that are going to hopefully make me happy. But um, yeah, this is one that kind of looks like a impressive looking sci-fi shooter on the outside and then kind of once I'm learning more and more about it I get a little bit more excited hearing that the lead writers from some of my favorite games are working yeah, on that's, it. That's rad. Uh, Big Walk is the next game from Untitled Goose Game developer. This one looked weird. Yeah, like weird expect. and silly. Yeah. Uh, Kamuri is the first game Akumi Nakamura's new studio on scenes making. Uh, this looks rad as hell. So much fun. So much style. I hope it's good. It yeah. looks like a cooler version of, uh, oh, I made the joke last night. Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Dead by Daylight gets a spinoff called The Casting of Frank Stone. It was officially revealed. This is uh, the Behavior Interactive and Supermassive Games uh, collab situation. Jurassic Park Survival is coming from Saber Interactive. This was one where we're watching the trailer. And we're like, all right, when are we going to cut to the mobile game? When are we going to cut right. to the strategy thing? And it didn't happen. It looks like it's just a, a Jurassic Park game. So uh, the coolest thing about this is hearing the devs mention that we're so excited for you to play it, inspired by Alien Isolation. Oh. This is going to be a game where uh, it takes place right after the events of the initial Jurassic Park movie, like immediately after, hmm. and you are a survivor that didn't get to make it out off the island. Wow. You're, you're on Isla, uh, uh, Isla Nubar, and you are just having to sneak around in this very horrific setting, which seems awesome as shit, which yeah. is why everything in the movie that we saw was like everything from the movie or everything in the trailer yeah. we saw was from the movie because Perfect. those settings are still present because they just happened. So that is that solved a lot of the issues I thought I had with it. So yeah, good yeah, for them. just the idea of, you know, I don't necessarily need a whole lot of combat or anything like that, but the idea that you were just sort of trying to not get killed by a lot of, terrifying yeah. dinos huh. seems really cool and probably one that i'll i'll gladly watch someone play for sure <laughs> that's very cool very cool uh visions of mana was revealed by square enix uh, Hell, hellblade senua's saga gets a lengthy musical performance and trailer that but trailer no was release date trailer was phenomenal though uh, but still saying 2024 so joseph ferris brothers a tale of two sons is getting a remake looks really good looks real pretty um it is coming february 28th 2024 Former Payday developer reveals Den of Wolves. Uh, cool oh, name. Awesome Very introduction. Cool. It's a techno thriller cooperative heist game. It's a cool way to explain a game. Yeah. And when they talk to their little like LED light things on their mouths lit up, it just looked, it's just, they know style, they know presentation, and I know they're going to knock it out of the park with visuals. Hopefully the gameplay is as cool. Black Myth Wukong has a release date. Uh, it is August 20th, 2024. I was mentioning last night. Very cool to see that trailer not in like a compressed four like 1080p video that's been taken from a 480p video because i feel like that's every mm. trailer on youtube when i try to get something high quality it always just looks like garbo um yeah i mentioned last night hopefully the problematic devs can be ousted or so i don't feel 
have to feel like a dirtbag when I play that game. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of awful controversy surrounding the developer. Uh, Tales of Kenzera Zhao is coming April 23rd, 2024. This one was definitely a highlight for me. One of the best intros, one of the coolest looking side scrollers. So cool. EA Originals showed off Tales of Kenzera, a stylish looking 2D side scroller coming from Silver Rain Games. It's coming April 23rd, 2024 on PS5, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Um, it looks really damn good. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Air Dash. Uh, oh, yeah, baby. Palia is coming to Nintendo Switch next week. It's a cozy MMO. Outlast Trials is coming to consoles on March 5th. Rise of the Golden Idol was revealed. Coming to Steam at PS5, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. As Dusk Falls is coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, Last Sentinel was revealed. This one had a lot of weird Last body Sentinel horror looks, stuff going on. Again, my big prediction, whenever this comes out, it'll be Andy's game of the year. It looks sick huh? as shit. I mean, this is, that, this is the one where that lady just got that transforming helmet, and she's got a cool cyberpunk-looking pistol. It looks like... Like like Blade Runner in Tokyo, yeah. You know, uh, the helmet's sick. The style is cool. It's all cinematic, of course, but I love the vibe that they're kind of going for. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero is coming in 2024. Uh, Space Marine Two coming September 9th, 2024. Oh, I missed that. That's exciting. That game looks amazing. But again, this is like uh, a couple things back. I was talking about. Uh, uh, I think it was Wolong August release date here. September oh, Wukong. Really, Wukong, yeah. September 9th. Like, that's the, shooting a shot. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, well, Me that game's also been delayed several times. Yeah. So. Uh, Mecha Break gets a flashy combat trailer. Oh, that was cool, too. Uh, the First Descendant gets a summer 2024 release window. First Descendant, we were all really impressed by that trailer. And then when I looked into it more last time, I was like, oh, shit. Mike did a sponsored stream of this, uh, a Twitch bounty of this. I know this game. I've seen this game. I did not remember it being that First Descendant mm. game. The trailer looked awesome, but I do know it's a. Uh, the free-to-play uh, Nexon game. Seems like Nexon's just pouring money into everything these days. Yeah. Uh, Exoborn is an open-world extraction shooter set in a post-apocalyptic U.S. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Looks cool, like a lot of other games of that style, you know? Yeah. Uh, Gu Guilty Gear Strive adds a new character. Um, first Berserker, Kazan got a reveal that trailer. That fucking game, dude. That game looked awesome. That's one of the ones that I highlighted in that Twitter thread. Very cool and stylized look, but it's a Souls-like. And the art style and the animation of the characters reminds me of Guilty Gear Strive, which me and Barrett were, you know, seeing that, that game's visuals, uh, seeing the praises Incredible. for that game's visuals. But the characters in this game have that same look in this very dark sort of medieval, dark fantasy vibe. It looked really cool. Um, then Supernatural Action Venture Usual June was revealed. Oh, I right. was real into this that one. Cool. Uh, it's a supernatural looking action adventure with a cell shaded art style coming in 2025. Um, thought that looked really, really rad. Daniel Mullen's next game is Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. Uh, this is the developer behind Inscription. Yeah. Uh, we got our first look Weird at Pony Island 2, which showed off the creepy atmosphere feature featured in Daniel Mullen's new upcoming game. Uh, then and Sungwon is... Uh... The lead character tweeted out. We saw him in the trailer, and then he mm. tweeted out last night. Um, I play King Yan in Pony, I, Pony Island 2, Panda Circus. To those not expecting to be jump scared by my face at the Game Awards, my apologies. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so cool. Uh, Harmonium, the musical, is an upcoming musical narrative action. Or sorry, musical narrative adventure coming to Xbox Game Pass. The game follows Melody Mikado, an energetic 10-year-old Filipina-American musician who became deaf at a young age. This one looks really cool. Um, I'm excited to, to give it a shot. I didn't love the visual, like the art style right. of it itself, but everything else about it, I was like, yeah, this seems really, really cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. I was 
really in love with all of the ASL, um, like all that animated work that goes into that. Seems like such a cool and challenging undertaking to happen for those animators, but yeah, it seems very impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then next up, oh baby, Dead Cell Studio Motion Twin reveals Windblown, and uh, man, oh man. Uh, Windblown's the next game from Motion Twin, the team behind the acclaimed 2D roguelike Dead Cells. Windblown has an emphasis on co-op gameplay with fast-paced action and gorgeous anime-esque cutscenes. Motion Twin said it was craving a lightning-fast combat roguelite, but it didn't exist. So they started <laughs> development on Windblown. This looks really damn cool. Yeah, the I mean, the idea that there's going to be a lot more of those animated cutscenes seems very damn cool. I just assumed that was going to be for really? the trailer purposes only, but uh, all these three characters... I wonder, like, did they pick all these animals out of a bucket and, like, at random? Because I love that it isn't a dog and a cat. Like, I love that it's an axolotl, weird-ass little fucking lizard guy. You got a bat and you got an iguana of some sort, some sort of lizard. Cool, man. Three random-ass animals to choose from, which seems really damn cool. They look awesome. The style's great. And, yeah, the fa like, when you see that from the studio that brought you Dead Cells, like, oh, my goodness, this is... Something that I couldn't hadn't even considered could have been in development, you know? I mean, like the, the multiplayer aspect of it is very interesting. Like I hadn't even considered this type of game having like especially it looks like it's three players. Like Yeah, that's, multiplayer Hades, man. That seems right, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like from the makers of Dead Cells. Like, yeah. oh dude, let's go. And then Thrasher was announced from the developer Ooh. of Thumper, man. Like, oh, so many like great announcements for like smaller games last night that are like hype like this yeah. is incredible stuff absolutely um uh, indie dev drool showed off the rasher which looks to be cut from the same cloth as their previous game thumper flashy colors thumping music and lots of action was shown off in the reveal trailer coming to pc sometime next year uh world of goo 2 was revealed um, crazy cool surprise yeah. <laughs> sequel coming from 2d boy and tomorrow corporation the same duo that put out the first game in 2008 um arc knights enfield is coming to playstation 5 uh, the Matchless Kung Fu got a reveal trailer. We got another look at Suicide Squad killed Justice League. Um, and then, yeah, we just start getting into some other more Addy type things. Um, but yeah, overall, I was very, very happy with the, the announcement side of the, the Game Awards. Yeah, this was one of the one, and maybe it felt less impressive with the announcement, announcements based on the length of the show. But I, I, again, even some of the ones that you could kind of tell were ads still looked awesome. They didn't just feel like a game that you, you know, you would play again. It's really tough to talk about mobile games and not sound like we're hating or being dismissive of them, but like you just don't usually see games like that on these big of a stage. But a lot of these games that really felt like Nexon was paying to be there in a lot of cases, the game still looked cool <laughs> like, yeah. in a lot of moments. I think this game, I think this award show had some of the best announcements in in recent years and i'm not just talking about that big celebrities teaming up with this developer or whatever the hell i just like just random games that you didn't know existed and now they're on your radar this was one of the best shows to do it i think yeah uh and then the final little news story today uh, hideo kojima tweeted out my documentary film hideo kojima connecting worlds which had its world premiere at tribeca film festival in june will be distributed worldwide in spring 2024 It'll be exclusively on Disney Plus. Cool. Yeah, so that's we can, exciting. You can check that. Look into the dev uh, development of Death Stranding two or Death Stranding one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very so, excited about this. Cool, it's coming to Disney Plus. Like, yeah, this is just 
Exciting stuff. George Miller, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Norman Reedus, Nicholas Winding, Refn, Grimes, Woodkid, Churches, Shinya, uh, Sukamoto, Shinji, Mik Mikami. Hell yeah. Very, very cool cast. What's that Nicholas Winding, Refn guy doing? I would say, he, I mean, Dude, he was cool in Death Stranding, but he's always just hanging out with. Who last movies, man? Neon? Was that the last one he did? I don't remember. I think that's what it was called. Let me look. Always up. hanging out. It looks cool. I wonder if they like go hoop up every once in a while. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Go down to the local. The Neon wreck. Demon. That's the name. Oh, gotcha. Cool fucking drive. Come on. Um, all right. So that is all of that. But, Andy, if I wanted to know what was coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. That was all by memory. Do, 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 yeah. Look at our boy. He's growing up. Uh, out today, we got Aptos Covert on PC, back then on PC, Firmonium on everything, Fortnite Rocket Racing on everything, the Smurfs Colorful Stories on everything, and uh, Wan Yan Sword Mist Beyond the Mountains coming to Switch. <laughs> um, uh, some new dates for you, Baldur's Gate 3 came out last night, it's already out. Awesome, uh, go buy that shit, Xbox gamers. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 16 DLC Part 1's out now, and uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Uh, is coming December 12th. Um, let's go to your wrong. Let's see what we got wrong today. I want to read a resub real quick for two years from Average John who says, play Dredge Andy. It's a five to ten hour game. Also, cheers uh, to two awesome... I, I don't know what the last part of that says, Average John, but damn, knowing that it's a five to ten hour game, I'm more inclined to play Dredge now. Thank you, Average John. Dear Sixlet says, the official article breaking down last night's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer... Uh, indicates that the Jesse scene in the trailer is a recording in VR of one of her performances. Oh, although that's going to be an emotional last moment. Send me that file if you don't mind. As a VR um, take a look at it. Take a little look. It'll be like Gonza looking at them chickens. Uh -huh. A little creep. Uh, Steve says, not technically you're wrong, but those of us confused by the lack of the Baldur's Gate 3 announcement should check out Sven's Twitter. The idea that he was so overwhelmed with the win that he just plain forgot to mention it is the most wholesome thing I've seen in gaming all year. Hats off to the team. For my favorite part, that. my favorite part was the, that fucking trophy just clanging against <laughs> the fucking suit. It was so funny because those mics are so good yeah. at picking up a lot so you don't have to stand super close to it. For the people that are maybe like too far away from it, but uh, wow, what an amazing thing! <laughs> like it just kept on hitting it. It was awesome. That thing is heavy, man. <laughs> I think it's heavy. So was his suit. Uh, and then yeah, exactly. Uh, Sisa writes in and says, despite Insomniac having four games nominated, Sunset Overdrive two nominations, Spider Man twenty eighteen seven nominations, Rift Apart six nominations, Spider Man two eight nominations for twenty three nominations total, they haven't won a single one yet. Damn. Damn. They're getting Meryl Streep. Yeah, they're yeah. getting Meryl Streep, man. They're getting Streep. Insomniac, Meryl Streep. That Venn diagram's the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let's not talk about S-tier studio ranking stuff. I don't want to hear that argument. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're S in my heart, damn it. Yeah, totally, dude. Shout out to the S-tier Insomniacs out there. Um, let us know in the comments below what was your favorite announcement of the show. Um, and just have a good time, man. Celebrate some people. Be cool. Be nice. It's gonna be a real, real short post show after this, because I gotta go, go run and get that stream ready. But uh, it's been a, our pleasure to serve you too. Yeah. Here's a handshake. You wanna run, do that? Yeah. Me and Bear can handle this. 
That was fun. Whoop. There he Whoa, look at him. Wow. He's here. Wow. What's going on, everybody? Welcome cool. to your super cool, super chat, super post show with Tim motherfucking Gettys and myself, Barrett Courtney. I just want to run through some uh, Twitch subs or uh, Twitch resubscriptions. Um, if you want to uh, right now get any uh, super chats in for us to quickly read. Uh, but before we do, uh, shout out to Dr. Rongo uh Bringer, who resubscribed with Prime. If you got Amazon Prime, that means you got Twitch Prime, uh, which means uh, you can sub to us uh, for free, essentially, for using free. that... Uh uh, that that sweet Bezos money, um, but you have to do it on your own and resubscribe every month because they they want you to forget. They want you to forget that you got that mm -hmm. free Twitch Prime. Uh, shout out to Call Me Aurelius who resubscribed for one month at Tier One uh, for 21 months and says I was very happy to watch the Game Awards with you guys. I went back and watched some of the other reactions and it was genuinely and it genuinely felt nice to see you all were excited about games. Everyone else felt like they were uh, just watching the news. I mean, there is a weird balance right tim of like uh there are some people who are live reacting but they are still like writing articles and stuff like that so i get it i understand yeah i mean it's rough out there it, there not everybody can be a tim gettys who throws out his voice I, an hour into the show i know i know yeah <laughs> god it's so so damn funny like i'm just such a i'm such a loser that's the only way i could put it but like there is just a genuine excitement that i get like when something I like is happening or something surprising is happening, I turn into a different person. Like, it's, yeah. it's, when I watch it back, I'm like, why am I the way that I am? <laughs> but like, it, it, it's great though. And I love, I love that we have what we have here. Kind of funny. Poor uh, little Chalupa uh, resubscribed with Prime for 22 months. Thank you so much. Uh, John B. Muff C. Uh, resubscribed with Prime for 75 months. Enigmatic One resubscribed with Prime for 63 months. It says 63 months and counting. Uh, Domina... Okay, I get I get it now, Mike. I, I talk a lot of shit to you, Mike, for not being able to pronounce Twitch names, but some of them are just crazy. Domina Tordum resubscribed with Prime uh, for 23 months. Uh, Marza subscribed with Prime for the very first time. Thank hey, you so much, thank uh, you. Marza. Uh, Central Time Scudworth resubscribed with Prime for 65 months. Uh, Hip Albatross 23 resubscribed uh, with Prime for 57 months and says, uh, my re my reminder went off. We'll never forget what you did, Bezos. Never forget. <laughs> we'll never forget Bezos. And also Tim knew what he did. Yeah. Uh, I knew John, what I did. And, and how did Greg know? That's the question we know? need to ask now. How did Greg know? Uh, Average John resubscribed for one month of Tier 1 uh, for 24 months and says, play Dredge, Andy. Oh, Andy already said that. Um, Nitro39 resubscribed for one month at Tier 1 for 36 months uh, and asked what's everyone's favorite announcement. I think we already kind of talked about that. Uh, mine was definitely Blade. Um, yeah, man, that's it's tough. I would Favorite announcement, I mean, there was a lot that I really enjoyed. I think I have to go with Windblown, though. That's the one that I was like, yeah. oh, shit, that looks incredibly damn cool. The Sega stuff, though, is just near and dear to my heart. Yeah, Sega, the Sega stuff was cool. I just have too many questions about it right now. Mm, mm. Uh, Mr. Hawks 182 resubscribed for one month of Tier 1 for 29 months and says, Barrett, are you ready to cry through Persona 3 moments again? Uh, and all of those sweet, sweet reload graphics. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned this in our reactions last night. And obviously, like, I've, like I'm ready for Persona 3 reload. I'm ready for it to be in, like, all the 
the remade graphics and all this stuff and a new engine, not having it be PS2 uh, graphics anymore. But it really hit me last night of seeing more of like the animated cutscenes that like all of that stuff is going to get recreated. The your main character's persona awakening near the uh, beginning of the game seemingly is going to be in engine, but it's going to be hype as hell. Um, I'm really excited for moments like that. Holy shit. And, like, I know Tim and Andy were kind of teasing of, like, just the random weird, like, I'm moonwalking. It is what it is, But they, they, like, this is the, I don't know, sixth trailer for Persona 3 Reload. Like, they've just been doing trailers just for the fans of just, like, the goofy shit that you can find. So I I, I loved it. Was it weird to have that, like, those moments on, like, a big stage like that? Sure, but... I, I was into it. Uh, Guardian Ramsey resubscribed for one month of Tier 1. For six months, uh, it'll EA Lil resubscribed with Prime for four months. Let me know how to pronounce that. Shepard0777 resubscribed for one month of Tier 1 for 29 months. And D Stala resubscribed with Prime for nine months and says, I yelled at the TV when Tim missed the Sid reveal. Insane. I, <laughs> I went back to it. We I know. Back. I played all the Final Fantasy VII stuff wrong, and it's not my fault. I was just overwhelmed with so many emotions, but I missed so much shit in that damn trailer. Uh, but uh, very, very exciting. Last got, one, Lizard, oh. uh, Lizard Wizard PC resubscribed with Prime for seven months. If there's any more after that, they'll talk about it on the stream afterwards. But let's go over to Super Chats, Tim. Yeah, I got those here for you. We got um, Dan H saying the highlight of the night was when the homie broke out the Buster flute. Absolutely. Flute guy having a second flute was not something a on my third, bingo like card. He had three different ones. Good it for was him. Awesome. That was, was so incredible. <laughs> um, uh, we got Street Shadow saying, uh, did you guys see the going away gift that Jim Ryan got in retirement as he's retiring? Uh, PS1 style PS5. Also, Jim's not totally retired. That's in March. Um, I have not seen this, but that sounds very cool. That's cool. Uh, really quick, uh, something that I want to show you, Tim. Um, I don't know if you've seen this uh, art that Nintendo of America posted Mm-mm. after getting the best action adventure game for The Legend of Zelda oh, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, look at this, dude. dude. Look at that. Fuck, that's it's really so cool. good. And here's here's me hoping a little bit too much hope, right, Tim? Nintendo Switch 2 uh-huh. gets announced, comes out fall next year or whatever. And then I don't know if they repackage Tears of the Kingdom, but that they use this the art, as the art. Because oh. that would be like, why make this art? <laughs> why make it? Oh, man, Not damn. just for a Game Awards post. It's we, too good. We need to throw this on the wall and do something at some point. Because yeah. this shit is hot. Let's do yeah. another uh, breakdown of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Just for, Why just not? For let's, yeah, let's do a trailer breakdown now that we've beat the game. Like, <laughs> that could be interesting. Uh, Brandon Bishop says, apologies if we touch on this, but I got to say it. Tons of amazing reveals, but it's an award show. Trailers shouldn't get in the way of winners. We did talk about it. We're going to keep talking about it. It's yeah. incredibly complicated and layered. And yeah, I mean, like. The you got to find the balance. You got it. And, and it will never happen. The balance will never happen. And that is just is what it is for what the Game Awards is. There needs to be a better balance, though. A better, an increase in support of letting the devs talk after yep. they, that they win. That's, 12, 12 minutes for a three and a half hour show is fucking wild. Um, so they got, they got to figure that out. Yep. Garrett says, Tim, I don't know if anyone told you, but last night your jacket made me think of Channing Tatum from 21 Jump Street, but much older. Looking fresh as always. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. You know what I mean? I think it's a bit of it's, It sounds I good. Think, but I think like, it's both. But well, it's because, older. like, Channing Tatum was, like, I, 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 it's weird to say because the whole joke was that they were playing high schoolers, but he was, like, pretty young. I don't think he was. 
Let's see, 2020. Channing Tatum or... right now, I think, is 62. Channing Tatum? I'm joking, but he's old. <laughs> he is old. Hold on. That came out in, like, what, 2012? Yeah. But that was 11 years ago. I mean, yeah, he was 32. Damn, that, that's like you're a year. You're a now, what, a year older than he was then? Yeah, I'm 34. So Two am years? I? Okay. Yeah. Damn. All right, well. Garrett, I don't look uh, like Garrett says another $2 and says it was a compliment. I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. That was great um cool all right well that's it we're gonna make our way over to the final stream uh sponsored by nvidia you get oh bear just disappeared that's crazy um you can go check that out on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or you'll have to make the jump over on youtube i don't like this i don't like this at all oh my god <laughs> until next time bye